You are now in tune to a 726 Studio production. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. As always, thank you for taking the time out to listen. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on whatever you're using to listen to this podcast on. Go ahead on Instagram, follow the page at underscore planet Josh underscore. Hit me up on Twitter at J underscore Mamba97. So today is a special day because we finally have Henry here on the podcast. But before I let him say a word, let me, you know, apologize in advance if at some way, somehow, this audio gets a little bit messed up because, well, this is Henry's first time doing a podcast and because based on certain circumstances, we're just going to do one take. This is one take and there's no going back from here. So what you're listening to is pure, whatever it is, pure gold or pure BS, either one. And we'll see. So yeah, man, welcome aboard, Henry. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. He's finally here finally here i'm I'm pretty glad to finally join josh for this episode and yeah we're going to keep it very organic as he was mentioning yeah he has no excuses this time even though last time he sat there while i recorded the whole thing i heard it though he could have been there anyways but anyways we leave that in the past the past is the past and funny thing is we're gonna be kind of reminiscing so the past isn't the past because right now the past is a present on this podcast Makes no sense, but... A little confusing, right? But... Yes. You guys know what I mean. You'll get it later. You get it. So, yeah. Henry, as I have introduced to you guys so many times in the past, the first time, I think, was that of the Creole episode where he came in and just made no sense. And then most recently with the year after where he came in and just said, what's up? And, you know, here we are today. Henry is from Honduras. So, Henry, first of all, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, so yeah, um, from Honduras, from Tegucigalpa, exactly. I came to Taiwan to study, same as Josh. I really like music. I don't know if Josh has mentioned that previously. And what else? Before we continue, because, you know, he's having a hard time. Yes, I'm having, you can I tell. think I think he needs a little bit of liquid courage. And we have two <laughs> cans of beers that just so <laughs> happen to be lying around the dorm. So, you know. There we go. Yes, sir. Cheers, bro. Cheers. I'm sorry if those those noises <laughs> like kind of messed up your ears, but it is what it is. So, yeah, Henry came here to Taiwan in 2018 with me. We've been roommates ever since. And, well, we're nearing the day that we have to move out of the dorm forever. Now, you guys might be listening to this episode way after we record it so just for your own sake for you to get a little bit of perspective and not be confused we recorded this on sunday july 24th at 1 50 something a.m that's what the time says when we're starting it so yeah so taiwan 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 henry what was the journey like coming to taiwan for my listeners you guys already know my story and if you don't feel free to go back and listen to it it's episode something, something, one of the first episodes, I think it was titled Taiwan. So feel free to check it out. But yeah, back to Henry. What was your journey like coming here? You mean like the 
flight. I mean, whatever from- you want to talk about, whether it's from the whole process applying or what made you decide to apply, take us through it all. All right, we're going to start from the right from the top. So, actually, I never thought about applying to Taiwan. It was until my grandma told me about the opportunity to get a scholarship. Since she came here a long time ago, I believe for work or something like that. And she told me how Taiwan was a great country, super safe, uh, the people very friendly. So, you know, I started to look at the more information about the scholarship. And then I started to gain a little bit more interest and I just applied. Okay. Eventually got so it. hold up. This is the first time I'm hearing this story. Like, to be honest, I've never asked Henry about the whole process before. And it's the first time I'm hearing that his grandma came to Taiwan. So, wow. Interesting. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. A so, long time ago. Though. Anyways, but still, Taiwan is Taiwan. Yeah. It's not like it relocated. <laughs> so, but yeah, so you decided to look into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Continue. So, actually, at first it was either like, I knew I wanted to study abroad. Um, I didn't think I was going to Taiwan, but I still applied just in case I got the scholarship, right? And there were two options. Either I got the scholarship or I stayed back home studying. Okay. Because for sure, you know, a scholarship in the States, you know, it's a little harder. Yeah, it's a little bit harder and... Based off what I know, I mean, people that study in the States, I'm sorry if I'm putting the wrong information out there. Like I always say, don't quote me. But I feel like scholarships to the States are very partial. You don't get like a full scholarship. You still got to pay a lot of money, whether it's for the tuition. You still got to find a place to live on your own, pocket money, all of that. So, yeah, you apply to Taiwan Fast forward, you get it. And for you guys that don't know, Henry was like, what, 17 around that time? 17, yeah. And so what was going through your mind? Because when I was maybe 17, leaving the country was kind of a, you know, a thought because I've always wanted to go and study in the States, which is something that I really could care less to do now. But coming all the way to Asia was never anything that popped into my mind. So... What was that like for you? You know, you're just, you're 17, super young. You're not only going to another country, you're going to the other side of the world. Mm. How did you feel? To be honest, I didn't realize, like, even when I was applying to a university here at Ming, uh, yeah, at Ming Chen or, or Taiwan in general. Yeah. Even when I was taking the documents and stuff like that, I never realized what was coming for me later. Okay. Like, uh, I was... My thought was only, okay, I need to do this because I want to study outside, right? Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't until I was actually in the airport that I realized, damn, I'm, I'm really leaving the country and I'm going really far. Not not just like for a week or something. It's for four years. Yeah. It's and not that easy. Yeah. So I realized until I was in the plane and just saying goodbye to all my relatives and stuff. And yeah, it's not easy. But it's... I think it's worth it. It's it's really worth it, even though, because I know many people, when you decide on big steps from your life, you go like, okay, I want to study at this place, and you have everything really planned out. 
for sure I have a I had an idea of what I wanted to do. But as you just heard before, I wasn't completely sure about coming to Taiwan. I was just trying and and seeing what I what I got. Um, but for sure, it, it was worth it. Like, I had many other expectations from Taiwan. Okay, I bet many people as well. Yeah, but still, it's it's a really good experience. So now, before we get into the whole experience, because there's a, you know, there's a lot four years worth of it. I'd just like to let you guys know if we sound a little bit distracted at some point, it's because <laughs> there's some... There's a weird noise. Yeah, I think it's some bug that's in here. And bear in mind, we live next to a mountain. So there are some weird bugs that I've never seen in my life. I've discovered them here. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's in here. And it's rattling against a box or something. Hopefully, it's outside the window, but... Yeah, we might have to evacuate halfway through this episode. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's something that we really got to, uh, especially during summer. Or you get to see so many kinds of insects I've never seen in my life. Sometimes I, I question like myself. I'm like, hmm, if I get really close to this one, will, will yeah. something happen? Or? Will it will it kill me? Because <laughs> some of them yeah. look really dangerous. To be honest with you, but, but it's yeah. funny because some of them that actually look dangerous, like. They just pass by you and they're like... I don't hey, trust just... I don't trust any bugs. <laughs> Where I come from, we see a bug, we kill a bug. Straight up. <laughs> but yeah, man. Enough about the bugs. If he wants to make a feature in the podcast, he can just come here and... Bzz, 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 yeah. And then head out, but just don't... Yeah, you know, yeah. come at us. Exactly. But so yeah, man. You, you said it wasn't until you... You know, the day of leaving Honduras. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm leaving... Now, what was that long flight like? You know, for us, it was like 20-something Belizeans. How many Hondurans came with you on that day? On that day, I believe it was around maybe 30. Ooh. And keeping in mind that maybe 20 to 30, I'm not completely sure. Uh, keeping in mind that most of the students that had a scholarship were from MOFA. Okay. And yeah, since ICDF, we have less students who applied, so... Yeah, we were less than, than the ones that went earlier. But the ones that came with you were all Yeah, all ICDF. ICDF. And also in, in some other... Because we had to transfer in the States like two times, I think. Okay. And we got to see other students from ICDF, maybe from Nicaragua or, or other countries. And you can tell, like, because they, they travel in a group. Yeah and, yeah. and you can see, like, they have all their documents out and stuff like that. And, and I'm, like, thinking, hmm, they, these guys might be, like, Doing the same thing as, as yeah, us. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. And then as we were waiting in line, we, we just started talking with some people. And then we realized, yeah, we're all ICDF. Okay. So, yeah. so the flight from the States to here is pretty long. But what was the route you took when you left Honduras? I think the first place we went to was El Salvador. Okay. I'm not going to lie. That flight was only for like one or two hours. I'm not completely sure. But that was... It felt tiring, bro. What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any idea. It just felt really tiring. But most people would think that actually, like, the flight from the States to Taiwan would be the most tiring one. I mean, it was. And it was, like, my first time going so far. But um, something about that one hour, two something hour about flight that to was, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, you know, like, all the emotions and stuff you have. Like, maybe tired. Yeah, there's a lot of... Made your brain, like... There's a lot going through your mind. Yeah. 
especially for a 17 year old <laughs> leaving home because and i, I mean, just got the i just turned yeah you had 17. just turned 17 so it's like yeah. crazy so now anyways we get to taiwan um they take us to this weird looking area when we get here what was going through your mind well honestly i remember as soon as i first saw the the street like because i believe we came out from the taoyan airport yeah we came from the the parking lot and then i saw how bright it was and tons of cars bridges um of course right now you see it it's like normal bro like things you just see in the movies but compared to what you're used to something different yeah and and also the the part we went to it was like if you go to somewhere that looks that way back home you know yeah something might happen to you might not be too extreme but you might get robbed or something will happen it just doesn't feel safe yeah so we go through all of that for those of you that don't know about it go back and listen to my episode because all of us had like, well, not a lot of us. I think all of us had, like, the same reaction in a sense, like, at the way the place looked because we all come from countries with similar backgrounds. So coming to this based on our past experiences, what we associate with places that look like that, that's exactly what came to our minds when we got here. So now we move to the dorm. 726, you know, 726 studio production. <laughs> um, what was your thoughts moving into a room with three other people that you don't know? Because I'm assuming back home you had a room to yourself? Yeah. Actually, I had a room to myself. Uh, I believe the maybe the two years prior to coming to Taiwan. Okay. And before that, I was in uh, the same room with my one of my brothers. Okay. Yeah. So I was used to like you know sharing a room, but it's it's your brothers, right? Yeah, for and sure. it's a it was a room bigger than than the one we have. Right yeah, now. and remember yeah. this is for four people, four not people. just two of you. Yeah, uh, honestly, I didn't have so many expectations. I just wanted to see what happens, uh, but for sure it's 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 like a like a shock. Like you're used to having your own space, uh, your privacy. Um, well, if you have brothers, maybe you live with your brothers, but yeah, at least, um, it's where you grew up most likely. Yeah. Plus like, you know, sharing space at your house Yeah, is still different. <clears throat> and also it's like people you just getting to know. Yeah. You, I mean, you barely know each other besides their names mm-hmm. and where they come from and the fact that we're all going to be studying the same thing. Yeah, and, and something important is also the habits you had back home. Yeah, you, like gotta, you were used to doing some stuff in your room, but now that you're sharing that same room with, I mean, one, one room here in Taiwan with, with other people, maybe some stuff you cannot do because you might make the others feel uncomfortable or yeah, and that's, stuff that's, like that. Yeah, that's a problem with living in a dorm, I'll be honest. You know, I won't say that living in a dorm was always the best because... That would be a big lie. So, like, you know, you have a lot of different things you have to adjust with other people. And, you know, I think the biggest thing about when you move into a dorm in a shared space is that you got to be mindful of others. Like, 
sure you want to do things your way, but then you got to realize that now we're all having a shared space. Um, we just can't do whatever we want anymore. You have your space that's, you know, you could do whatever you want with it, but you got to be considerate of others. And that's just a tip for anyone that's like coming to Taiwan or just going anywhere that they have to live with someone else, whether it's at a school dorm, whether it's at like a apartment you're sharing, any place, just be, you know, considerate of others. Don't forget that part. So, yeah, we come into this dorm and let me tell you guys, this is just from my perspective of Henry. He didn't like the dorm. <laughs> and that's because, let me tell you guys, right? So we move into the dorm at like the beginning of September because we came here at like the last two or three days of August. So now we move into the dorm. We're here in the dorm. You know, we bought our mattresses. Um, We bought all the stuff we needed to live in the dorm. And now, for some unknown reason, like maybe... <laughs> I think like a week, a week like a max, week maybe a week and a half, if I'm being generous. Uh, yeah. But Henry, you know, Henry moves out of the dorm. Like, don't get me <laughs> wrong. Like, I'm not a, I wasn't a big fan of the dorm at the time. Like, I, you know, I grew to enjoy living in a dorm. But although I wasn't big on the dorm, I was like, you know what? It's a new experience. Let's Let's just see how this goes. Well, Henry was like, nah, peace. <laughs> he was just like, you know, he didn't even give it time. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Tell us about that. About that. That decision. You know, I, I didn't even try to think much about that decision. You know, I remember when uh, you were helping me, like, I think just take the, the my yeah, luggage. Yeah, unfortunately, the... I had to help him take his stuff down to a taxi <laughs> and what's not. Yeah. And you were like, are you sure you want to leave? And... I believe someone else was there as well, asking the same question. Yeah, I really didn't think about it that much. I just remember as soon as I stepped uh, foot in this room, you know, you're used to living on a bigger room mm -hmm. by yourself or... or Whatever, well, yeah. Yeah, you, you set your own rules, right? And actually what made me the take this decision wasn't like sharing the room. Of course, I, I like privacy, but... Honestly, I, I don't mind that much. The thing that made me want to move out so fast was the... First of all, the smell. As soon as I came in, it was like a combination of humidity and, you know, a little dirty. And, you know, at that time, I was... Because growing up, I was kind of a germaphobe. Right now, I'm not I'm not that much. Oh, first year? Oh, this boy was a germaphobe. He was like... <laughs> um. I don't know if you guys have seen the the movie with the boy in the ball. Like, honestly, I think if Henry could put himself in that ball and live in there to, you know, stay away from the germs, like how the parents of that guy wanted him to be, I think he would have done it. That's how much of a germaphobe he was. I don't know what ball you're talking about, but it sounds like something Henry from that time would, would have liked. Hold up, let me search it and show you. Like, of course, you guys won't see it, but for the people, <laughs> okay, Google, Google, is Google, yeah, no. I search boy in a ball, right? And then you just see but a boy holding a ball. Show me a kid holding a football, or for those of you people, bubble, um, a soccer ball. But 
Yeah, sorry, Bubble Boy, but it's still a ball at the end of the day made out of plastic. But yeah, that guy. Oh. You've seen this before? Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah, that was basically you then with the germs. Mm, most likely. Yeah, I think I cleaned my, my part of the room, <laughs> my side of the room, maybe like a couple, maybe over three times. And you know, he's lucky, right? Because I think I got the worst deal out of everyone in our room. Now we're assigned a bunk number based on, I think basically who checks in and what order you check How into the room. You are, I think. Oh, and so, you know, <laughs> it's just like with scales, the higher the number, the more handsome you are. And I have the highest number. So yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess he has a point mm, there with that, right? Mm, um, maybe no, what's no, the no. other way? Yeah, I don't think so. Cause either way, you're not <laughs> at the, I take my yeah, turn. Nah, it's not like that. I'm sorry. But anyway, so I think they assign you. Based on when you check in, the order you check in. So the first person will get bunk number one and so on and so forth. You were the and last. I don't, I'm not sure if I was the last or it was just destiny that I got bunk number four. Either way, bunk number four. My goodness. So here in Taiwan, there are shoe boxes outside of the room because, well, you know, I think in Asian culture in a sense, or mostly like Japanese culture and well, because Taiwan was once colonized by the Japanese. They don't wear outside shoes inside their house or rooms or whatever. So the shoe box is outside so you can store your shoes, of course. And upon opening my shoe box, it was filled with old nasty looking shoes. And I later found out from someone that we met in the dorm that it belonged to a guy from the DR, the Dominican Republic. And that's because they had to move because their diplomatic ties with Taiwan had gotten cut. And I think they went to China. But anyways, to that guy from the DR, (laughs) if you were, you know, if you ever hear this, I doubt you will. But whoever knew who was the last person from the DR to live in this dorm, whoever was 726 bunk number four, man, I hate you. <laughs> Honestly, I hate you because you left everything in a total disaster. My closet was a mess. Oh, your my, closet too? Like, it didn't have anything in there, but it was just nasty. Like, mm. I think garbage was left in there. My shoebox was horrible. I never How used that he... shoebox for the whole first year. How could he even check out? And that's the thing. It makes no sense because when I checked out of the dorm at the end of the freshman year, because I went home for summer. They told me, like, you know, you got to leave the whole space clean. You can only lock things up in your closet and you go. So they're like, oh, you got to clean the shoebox. I'm like, but I did not put anything there. Like, those are not mine. But they're like, no, you got to clean it. So I still don't know how he left and left those shoes like that. Unless he decided to sacrifice the deposit money you put. Uh, Most likely. But damn, I wouldn't sacrifice that money to just throw away shoes. Yeah. But yeah, you, Mr. DR, <laughs> you, if I see you, it's on sight. That's all I'm going to say. But anyways, <laughs> so yeah, we lived in a dorm. Henry moved out. Fast forward just a month and a half because he's a guy that changes his mind very fast. Apparently, he always does and a half. I'm guessing <laughs> if he had only lived in a dorm for a day and a half, he would have only moved out for a week and a half. But because he moved out for, you know, he moved out after a week and a half, he made sure he came back like a month and a half. It's just a process, you know. But yeah. 
What made you decide to come back to the dorm? You know, it's actually, I don't know if, if I should say interesting, but, um, well, I was, for information, I was living in, in Tanshui, which is like, uh, if you take the MRT, you would take maybe like 30 minutes, 30 minutes just to the station. But then I had to take a bus to the apartment that will be extra 20 minutes. Or sometimes you have to wait for the bus. Mm -hmm. So in total, it will be around like maybe one hour. And you really feel the hour when you come really early for classes. And then you leave after classes uh, around that time that many people get off work. So the metro would always be very packed. You don't get to seat. And then the bus is also kind of full sometimes. So yeah, it was it was a, a journey, uh, every an everyday journey. Uh, at first, it was like, yeah, I think I can uh, get the hang of it. I think I can get used to it. But then I, I barely had time for, for my stuff. I, I really just, as soon as I got back home, uh, I just relaxed, maybe go sleep. No homework. I don't know how I passed, you know, those courses. But literally, I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm moving back up, back to the dorms. I just woke up and I said, no, I'm going back to the dorms. And and then I did. And then Joshua tried to hug me and was like, oh, I miss oh, you so much. Oh, hell no. That's one of the biggest <laughs> lies because with him not being here. He was like, oh, we were We were putting God. good use. He was know? using, they were using my, my Yeah, we used his desk as like kitchen space in terms of that's where we put our pots and pans and plates yeah. and. Someone left a little ketchup on the table and I was like, hey. Yeah, man, you gotta make <laughs> use of it. But yeah, guys, that's just Henry. And he's a prime example of the phrase that goes, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Because he went from having the opportunity of, you know, waking up right before class and go to class. But no, he chose the the route of commuting over an hour to come here and another hour or so to go back home every day when he could have just been chilling. Now, yeah. kids, that's a lesson for you out there. Adults, if you don't know that yet, now you learned it. And you're welcome. Thank you, Henry. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, at least I, I got to try the two ways. Now I cannot say, oh, what would have happened if, if I moved out? Would have I liked it? Maybe. But now I know I, I wouldn't have. I think I'm, I'm really good here because I just wake up like 10 minutes before class. I'm ready. And it's more relaxing. It paid off, guys. It paid off. Think well, wisely. Think wisely before you make any sudden moves. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Anyways, Henry comes back to the dorm. Fast forward, I get an Xbox. I get FIFA. Huh. And that's where he becomes my, you know, my punching bag on FIFA. Punching bag. Yeah, man. Because I'll say, let's say. All right. You can say you were like my teacher. I was not your teacher. Oh. Uh-huh. How are you going to put it? Because you're the one that claims you're going to teach me FIFA, but you only taught me how to lose because that's all you did. Okay. Let's say I was your teacher. You're the and teacher. I, I I'm waiting. how to play. Uh-huh. And then might, you guys might be wondering like, oh, but sometimes we see how you post on, Joshua posts on his story. Oh, 3-0. Most likely playing against Henry. Yeah. But you know how they say, you know, the student uh, beats the teacher, gets better than the teacher. And that's exactly what happened. Right, Josh? Oh, yeah. If, if you want to say that, yeah. 
If that makes you feel better and if that allows you to keep this episode going, yeah, man, <laughs> you were the teacher. Appreciate that. No, I promised myself before I leave Taiwan, <laughs> you better prepare, <laughs> prepare your Xbox. Fast forward, guys. You don't need an update on that because... No, you, you guys should wait. You don't need an update because you already know I beat him. That's all. That's like, you know, trees release oxygen for us to take in. We release the carbon dioxide. You know, those things are facts. Just like how Henry loses to me on FIFA. That's a known mm, fact. I think maybe you mean you will beat me up since I will most likely win. Then you will get a little mad, you know. Uh, um, no, 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 no. But anyways, we'll leave that at that. You know, I don't want to bring up too many bad memories for him. <laughs> We're trying to keep it positive here. <laughs> and that's all, you know. But so, yeah, man, living in this dorm hasn't always been fun. And whether that's with, you know, having disagreements within our room mm. or people on the floor that we live on. Oh, my goodness. So because, of course, I had an Xbox. I didn't have a TV at the time. We would need the common rooms TV to use to play games. Now, the problem with that is, it's the common room. It's for whoever wants to use it. But generally, no one really uses it. Like, it's always just there. Maybe one or two times people go turn it on because they had, like, cable. And they would just turn it on just for, like, the background noise. So now I would go there, hook up my Xbox, use that. Went home for summer, came back, kept on doing it. Of course, we're not playing every day because, of course, we had schoolwork to do. I forced myself to not play every day because, you know, you don't want to get into that habit and then you neglect the whole purpose of being here. So now some guys, they moved up from another floor. They got the opportunity to, you know, come to the nice life, come to the high life, come to seventh floor. Lucky number seven on the best view in the dorms. <laughs> It is what it is. But they came up here and have their Switch, if I'm not mistaken, or they had a... No, they didn't have a Switch yet. They eventually got the Switch. But they had a PS4. And they would occasionally play, and I'm like, that's fine. But it became annoying when they would stay out there every single day, and their friends from other floors would come up and be there too. And I'm like, bruh. I just want one day of playing. I don't want to play every day. Sometimes it's just like one day every two weeks, three weeks. And not only did they hog up the TV. Henry, what else did they do out there? Oh, they slept there. Yeah. They slept on the couches many nights as if they don't have a room. Like, like it makes me wonder, like, why did they even have a dorm room? Like. Why do they even have a bed if they're just going to choose to sleep on a couch every night? And them boys would get comfy out there. Mm, I swear. Ah, Sometimes, and the few times we would get to play, I think sometimes we would be playing and one guy would (laughs) be on a couch. And they sit there and wait. Or I think sometimes he would just be there sleeping and snoring. and. uh. But anyhow, on to the finer things in life. The dorm being located where it is. Convenience of going to school, um, convenience of the night market. And speaking of the night market, for those of you that don't know, you know, the gangster rice, the gangsters. I don't know if these guys were like legitimate Taiwanese gangsters type vibe. I think a couple of them were. I think that's what people told me. They come out 
like around midnight later than that. And they sell food down in the night market. And let me tell you guys, that food, mm. that food, ooh, rich. Hit the spot sometimes. Because sometimes it's like, you order too much and it's like, man, you regret it. Because as much as you like it when you have too much of it, it's like, eh. Yeah, because at that time of the day and then it's like, of course, not healthy food. It's a little overwhelming. But then other times, oof. I mean, the food was, well, our go-tos, I think it's most foreigners' go-to, was that of um, Henry. Would you do the honors? And fried rice. Beef fried rice. New row chow fan. Butchered my Chinese, but that's okay. <laughs> that's a go-to. However, you know, with them coming out at midnight or later, we had one big obstacle to overcome. <laughs> you know, we have like a, a curfew, right? So we have to get out of the dorm at, at a certain time. Many people get it wrong because they think, oh, you, gotta, you have a curfew. You should go back to the dorm by a certain part of the day. So we actually need to leave the dorm if we want to go out before 11 p.m. So the thing with this spot for Compound GD and uh, Telfan, it opens until like what time? 1 a.m. or? Sometimes like 12.30ish, but mostly like closer to 1 a.m. So it's after our curfew, after 11 p.m. So at 11 p.m., the door outside closes from the inside, so you cannot go out. Only people that are coming from the outside can go in. They just need to scan their card, and then they just go in. Sometimes what they do is that um, if you someone if you see someone coming in, then you can have the opportunity to just hold the door and open and then just leave. But most of the time, if you want to uh, be out that late, that part of the day, like really late, you should just leave earlier. And it's kind of annoying, right? Because, of course, we're not trying to go out at that time every night. You know, in general, sometimes you just want to go to 7-Eleven and buy a snack. But people back home look at it as, huh? Because, you know, we come from countries where most things are closed. At, a, at that time. Yeah, they're closed at that time. We don't have the option to go out and buy anything. However, in Taiwan, everything is just, you know, it's like what they say about New York, the city that never sleeps. I feel like it's the same thing about Taiwan. Well, Taipei specifically. And that's because, well, you know, first of all, public transportation isn't, you know, it's up and running all the way up to like midnight, a little bit past midnight. So that by itself tells you that, you know, People are still out doing things, getting stuff done, at least up to that point in time, or maybe later if you're willing to pay an Uber or if you have your personal, you know, car or a scooter. Now, you sometimes want to go out with your friends. Hell, you're in college, you're at university. And well, that's the time of your life when most people, you know, you're discovering who you are. You want to go out, whether it's to a nightclub go to a bar, or just hang out with your friends, you know, just chilling somewhere. However, with that curfew locking you in at 11, and then you have to leave earlier, it kind of throws things off because, you know, your friends that don't live in a dorm, they're not going to meet up at 10, because 10 sometimes sounds very early. But you, on the other hand, you have to leave early, or else you won't leave at all. Now, 
to that I say there's a hack. <laughs> now, this hack is a hack that I learned from a friend who learned it from a Taiwanese student that lived in the dorm. And that hack is you take a broom and you take a rubber band or you take anything that can, you know, wrap your ID card to the broomstick. And so there's this little gap between the doors that you just fit the broomstick through till you hit the the scanner outside to open the door. Now, I've done it a couple times in the past, and all of those times were just simply for me to go down to eat the Kung Pao chicken and fried rice. Now, other times it's just to go outside, to just hang out with friends, maybe go to a bar, have a drink, go somewhere. But, you know, I made use of it. Unfortunately, this past, what, winter break, our last winter break, we we wanted to go down and eat, but it was late. So I busted the door open with that same old trick. However, the following day, or not following day, days or a week later, the dorm supervisor comes and he's like, is Fang Zizie here? My Chinese name, right? At that point in time, I was half awake, but I was still in my bed, so I made it seem like I was still sleeping. So my other roommate was like, uh, he's sleeping right now. So the supervisor was like, can you tell them to come and see me later? And in my mind, I'm like, yep, I already know what this is about. And so I had to get a piece of paper, had to BS why I went out. I was like, oh, I had an emergency. I promise I will never do it again. And if anyone with the authorities are listening to this, my apologies, but in all honesty, that curfew rule got to change because while Ming Chuan is set on the standards of, you know, they treat it like you're a child to them in a sense. That's their structure. It's more like a family vibe in their mind. It's like they're helping to raise you. So, you know, that's why they do what they do. But at the same time, it's treating you too much like a kid. It doesn't allow you to, you know, go out and experience life. And at the end of the day, people always find a hack, just like how I got out. People waiting for others to come back in to leave. So it obviously doesn't work. Why not just make it easy for people to go in and out? Now, some parents might be like, oh, that's a problem because we want to know where our kids are at all the time. But at the same time, they're still going out anyways. They can leave earlier. Why not reduce our anxiety of trying to get out, reduce the stress we have because we have to get out at a certain time. And for the girls, they have to always report to detail. Oh, we're going to be late. Oh, we're going to do this and that. Like, you know, just let us be. Well, let the Ming Chuan students be because I already graduated. <laughs> but yeah, Henry, your thoughts. If we talk about the curfew thing, it really doesn't make uh, a lot of sense. But one time I heard, like, for the local students here, yeah, um, you know, their parents, they are from other cities, right? And they come from other parts of Taipei. Not, not Taipei, like other Taiwan. cities. Taiwan, yeah. yeah, other parts of Taiwan. So, yeah, I mean, if I were their parents, I would be a little concerned and I would like to know. For sure, they will not be out so late because even though Taiwan is very safe, you know, anything could happen at night or it's it's not an excuse for you to be like careless. So I say I would say especially with the girls because as 
as you just mentioned, they have to report really detailing uh, with details, not just like us that we just have to say the time we're coming back. Yeah. They have to like fill out a Google form yeah, saying the crazy. reason, the time, a lot of stuff. So yeah, I understand the rule and it makes sense for, for the local students um, that are from other parts of, of Taiwan. At least it gives the parents a little sense of security, but as you said, it's false it's security. It's false security. It's happening. Because they still go out and do whatever. But in mm. your mind, it's like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the crazy thing is, a lot of them aren't allowed to live in the dorm for years. So they eventually got to rent. And they'll do whatever they want, oh, regardless. True. The rent part is true. But at least for the first two years, it might feel a little safer for them. Yeah. And one thing, maybe, maybe it makes... Having this rule, this kind of rules makes the students kind of think twice before they act, before they go out so late. But the crazy thing, you know, guys, is that while there are these rules, Ming Tuan has a 24-hour, um, what's it called? Study room. Now, if you live on campus and you want to go and study, and the whole purpose of it being a 24-hour place is that you can go at any time. If you want to go and study, you cannot go because you're locked in the dorm. So it kind of defeats the purpose in a sense. Because then, to me, it seems as if only the students that live off campus or only those that leave the dorm super early are allowed to be in there and the others cannot go. Wait, because the other dorms don't have the same rule, right? I mean... No, the off-campus dorms... You can leave that, that most you just um, have to report right that most international students live at they can just go whenever I mean we live there in a summer so we've experienced it because you guys would think that okay during the semester these rules are set in place because you're students and blah 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 however it's all year round if you're here during summer which has become something that happens at this dorm because they don't want to have people move around thanks to covid if you're here during the summer the same rules apply. The doors close at 11. Um, if you're here in winter break, it's the same thing. So, you know, that's just crazy to me. Like, at least during the vacation time, let us, let us, you know, be free-ish, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, man, this episode has been a longer one than expected, to be honest. And we're not done yet, guys. I have one last question for Henry. What is it that you've gotten out of living in a dorm for, you know, let's just say four years, even though you moved out a little bit, essentially mm. it has been four years. What has been that number one thing or couple things that you maybe learned about yourself, learned about dealing with others or just, you know, something you've learned in general from being in here? Mm, I would say it's really hard to put it all in one word or like a couple of sentences because I've, I've really learned a lot uh, but some things that come up to my mind first would be like well since you have to live with three people uh, in the room of course as you mentioned you have to be considerate of what things you do what you shouldn't do in the room and something that I I would say is really important is to whenever you have like kind of any sort of arguments uh, when it comes to 
I don't know, something you, you don't agree with about doing in the dorm, in the room, I would say it's always important to communicate. Like, it doesn't matter how mad you are at this person. I know, of course, if you don't want like, to expl like explode or something, you won't talk for a while, but communication is, is really important. And I really learned uh, how to be more, more patient in a sense. And I think this experience was really, it, even though you, you one, one might say like with the curfew and you don't get so much privacy and, and all the negatives, all the, the downs, there's actually a lot, a lot of stuff you learn about things that you don't value, but when you live with other people, you start to value more. And I'd say it's it's a very important experience. A very... Very... I would say... It's something you should try in your lifetime. It's It makes you grow one part of your life you didn't know you could see. It's hard, it's hard to understand, but I, I, I would say I, I won't... I don't have any regrets coming back to the dorm. Okay. And... Large scale, we've been here in Taiwan for, what, four years. And I could say the same thing about the dorm part. It teaches you a lot about life, in a sense. How to deal with people, how to okay. cope with others. Because, I mean, hey, you're going to be in here 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Well, not 24, but you know what I mean. Um, you're also stuck with them, even if you have disagreements. You know, back home, if you have a disagreement in the household with your siblings or what's not, You could isolate yourself in your room. Yeah. Um, if you're going through something personally, you can isolate yourself in your room. You know, you have a space that you can go to away from them. However, when you're living in a dorm, you kind of have no choice but to be around others. You have to learn how to balance your emotions in the presence of others. You have to, you got to be able to squeak in that little bit of alone time. When you do get it, you make the most of it because it doesn't happen often because as much as You know, you might be chilling in a room, you're like, you're by yourself, you know, someone else could always come in and disrupt the vibe. Because, you know, sometimes we just want that alone time, that, you know, peace and quiet. However, no matter how much we try, it's unpredictable when someone will come in the room, someone will leave the room, and it kind of messes up, you know, what you got going on. So you learn how to balance all of that. And I've talked a lot here. And this is a long episode. And it's honestly not an episode. We can talk about everything. But you know what? We try our best. Henry, mm. what else is something you've gotten from your four years in Taiwan? I've learned how to understand cultures. I've learned to be open-minded to try new things. Um, There's a lot to talk about Taiwan. Maybe in a future episode, we talk about in-depth. Yeah, but we can have a part two or something. Yeah, but for now, just generalize um, what your Taiwan experience has been like. There's too much, too much that I have learned, and I would say it's something that, of course, I've you've heard it several times, most likely, and uh, you'd say, okay, yeah, it's easy to say, but how about when you wanna do it? What I'm trying to say is, uh, what I learned here is that sometimes you have to. Like, as you keep moving forward, just try new things. And even though, because something about me is that 
that I realized when I was here. I like I like challenges and not like I'm going to be like, oh, what's the challenge for today? And let's solve this problem. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not like that. But I like to to learn a lot. And of course, if you do the same thing every day, you will not learn that much. And yeah, just try new things. I'm not saying go out and sleep on the street or something like that. But I say like, try stuff that make you go out of your comfort zone. Uh, of course, not to the point that you you're going to be very anxious every day because you don't know what you're doing, but to the point that you're you're actually enjoying or you're happy to do something that you thought once wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, you know, like I was talking with, I was talking with someone recently and well, I just released the episode in the past. I'm still talking in the future because technically the episode isn't released yet. But I had this young lady on from Honduras and she was like, you know, talking about just try things. And that's just life in a nutshell. You'll hear me say time and time again here. You never know until you try something like. And it goes the same for like interacting with people because I've met people that, you know, they're quick to write off others. Like that's what I've learned here in Taiwan or others have a perspective or not perspective, have a opinion on who you are before they know you. Mm, Just true. like with things, people, whatever, never count it out, cross it out before you actually try to, you know, try that one thing that you never tried before. Um, meet someone new, you know, get to know them, let them either prove you right that you were, you know, second guessing who they were or prove you wrong. And you get to meet someone that's, you know, a good person. Yeah. You, you never know until you actually do something and you also never know what others are thinking. So, but yeah, guys, um, I don't really want to take much of your time. This has been a <laughs> way like, longer episode like than, than the average and i think we could go on and on and on and on and on because there's a lot to be said about four years it's hard to pack it into one episode i mean i made a long episode based on just getting to taiwan and that's just a couple days couple weeks you know adjusting now imagine trying to summarize four years into one episode nah there has to be a part two um don't know when the part two will happen, but it will definitely happen for sure. That's a promise. Sure. We'll see. We'll see what works with that. Just just be on the lookout. You know, Henry will be back. Henry has been a part of the podcast since the start. You guys know this by now. Helping with the the audio, um, helping with the having the microphone, first of all, helping with the headphones to this day that I use when I do my interviews. So yeah, man, Henry, Planet Josh honors you. <laughs> nah, hey, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you. <laughs> no, but man, it's appreciated. Um, it's been it's been a good four years. We don't know where life takes us right now, because first of all, we don't want to let you guys know our next move. We can't let you know okay, yet. No, like, never maybe we around. go back home. Maybe we stay in Taiwan. Maybe we go to another country. Maybe we go outside of the world. Another planet. You know, Planet Josh. We're already at Planet Josh, so maybe we stay here. Wait, Planet Josh is like... 
And Josh is in its Which own planet? place. It's, it's it's in a whole other solar system, man. But are you from Earth? I'm from Earth, oh. but I made my own planet. Holy Not everyone can do that. But yeah, man. Damn. Um, it's been a good four years, bro. It's been a good episode, but we're not done because <laughs> this episode it couldn't it couldn't take everything. But yeah, man, thank you for taking the time out to be here today. No, I want to thank you for inviting me first of all, and it was pretty fun. My first time being yeah. on a public first podcast. time, yeah. pretty good. And the pressure of you know not being able to start no matter what because of the beer cans opening, <laughs> you know that that put that unnecessary pressure, but. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah. Any last words? Anyone you want to give a shout out to? Anything? The mic is yours. Well, it's mine now, right? Thank you for it's not, the it's mic. Not, it's not, mic. This one isn't Henry's mic. This is actually my mic, but... You guys he, heard him. It's mine. No, no. The mic is figuratively yours. This this podcast, like, it's actually, like, very, you know... No, you don't know. It's very good. I mean... Not what I expected. Of course, I said some sentences. Like, yeah, no, no. Maybe they okay. didn't make so much sense. You just nod your head like you're like, this guy is not no, making no, sense no, right no, no, now. No, no, no. But, but yeah, it was fun. And any other words? Guys, don't miss me. As you as you heard, Josh, I'm going to come back for a remix, a part two. And yeah, I really want to thank you. And I'm really proud that you actually kept on with the podcast much so long. It's not easy, for uh, sure. It's not easy to edit, um, to think of new topics. I, I really admire this about Josh. And it's something that everyone should um, keep doing in life. Guys, I'm crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. But yeah, man, much appreciated. Um, like I said, anyone who want to shout out anybody. Shout out to my mom. Seven. Okay. <laughs> shout out to her. And Only her. No shout out to anybody else. <laughs> sorry, sorry pops. Sorry. Hey, sorry, shout out to my pops. Sorry, brothers. No shout out to any of you guys. Nah, my bros. All right, shout out to my bros. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man. Anyways, guys, that's it for this part one. Part two is gonna have a totally different name, but yeah, just just be on the lookout for it. And as always, y'all stay safe. I will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.